TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. We do welcome you to the Two Guys and a Mic show here in a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday in the fine city of Chicago. That's where our show emanates from, of course, uh, via the webcast of Matthew Duffy. We are also emanating. I don't even know what emanating means, but it sounds good. I think you can take a pill for emanating. Uh, We are emanating out also to seven different continents and uh, parts of Naperville and Glen Allen as well. Matt Duffy sitting in for the big dog today. First appearance yes, first, here in the studios. First. Glad to have you, my friend. Thank you, Coach. It's good to be here. Found out before the show you are, I asked you, Cubs or Sox fan. You didn't hesitate at all. White Sox fan? No, born and raised White Sox fan, uh, which is ironic. I actually grew up in a, in a split family, but uh, for whatever reason, I've mm-hmm. just been partial to uh, the black and the white. I think it was a How uh, exactly do you get, you get raised as a White Sox fan? Do they <laughs> feed you differently? Do you graze outside? What is the raising of a White Sox fan? It's more brainwashing. They, they just put me ah. in a dark basement and, and just put on highlights of uh, <laughs> Louis Aparicio for hours at a time. I, I couldn't take it. Oh, goodness. Tapes of uh, Moose Scourin interviews? <laughs> exactly. If, uh, if it doesn't have Nelly the Fox in it, I'm not interested. Beautiful. Our phone number, by the way, if you want to check in, Matt Duffy and the coach with you up until 11 o'clock today, 888-463-6748. Again, 888-463-6748. Any Matt Duffy fans out there you want to uh, call up and, and uh, tell us something embarrassing about Matt, call him out here a little bit, fire on him. you got about 57 minutes to do so. We highly encourage that. Again, the phone number, 888 I really hope anybody who's Thank you very much. 463-6748. Now, are you a Sox fan who... Hates the Cubs or just indifferent to the Cubs? You know, I, I used to hate the Cubs. At, at this point, I kind of want them to win. Um, when yeah, when they made the playoffs, that, sympathy factor. When they made the playoffs in 2008, I was rooting for for the Cubs. Uh, it's more of a it's not a sympathy factor. It's it's I've I've fully come to support all things Chicago. There you go. Uh, in the scheme of things, I would rather see Chicago win than anybody else, even if it's mm-hmm. the Cubs. Uh, but man, they've just had a rough rough go of it even this year. Well, we are on a one-game winning streak. Cubs beat Pittsburgh. Came in on a good day. A rare, rare moment in Chicago baseball where both Chicago teams won. The Cubs knocked off Pittsburgh yesterday, three to one. Ted Lilly, very, very good. And your White Sox, uh, they needed that win. You yes, hate to say did. big wins, but they needed it to break the mini losing streak. And I think important, Matt, to get the feel good back from that winning streak. Beat KC yesterday, four to three. Pretty good ball game. I agree, and it was also uh, big for Gavin Floyd. Hadn't picked up a win since, I believe, May 22nd, even though uh, I think he had a 1.27 ERA in his last five starts. Uh, but the, both teams having trouble hitting. But, yeah, it's a it's a huge win just for his confidence alone. And coming off of that, that 11-game streak, you definitely want to snap the losing mm-hmm. as soon as you can. Yeah, I think you got that mental thing in sports we all know is such a mental game where – Baseball they had the winning streak. They're starting to believe. But if you start losing a little bit again, uh, Matt, then I think you know maybe, maybe the White Sox start to think, well, you know, maybe we're, we're sinking back to the team we were the last couple of months. So they exactly. need confidence. I don't. Everything. They don't need to go on another ten game winning streak, but they need to win. It'd be nice. A little bit over five hundred in the next two three weeks to get themselves believing. Agreed. Uh, as long as they they maintain uh, status quo, like you said, no need for ten game winning streaks as great as they would be. But so long as they can just stay in the race and stay competitive, hope they mm-hmm. they can pick up a left handed bat here, which uh, they desperately need. I don't think uh, 
Mark Kotze is getting the job done, really. 219, uh, I could I could go for something a little bit more than that. A couple of big hits by Gordon Beckham yesterday. Hopefully they can get him He's started. Damian, is it Viciato? Uh, I think it's, yeah, I think that's Viciato. Viciato, he got a couple of hits getting a start at third base. Ozzie Guillen gets thrown out of the game in the fourth inning. Joey <laughs> Cora brings him home. And, yes. Uh, you know, it's only the fourth time this year Ozzie's been thrown out. He's been fairly mellow. Over. A little tame. Uh, I guess those anger management classes have started to pay off. You know, a little <laughs> little delayed reaction for him. Uh-huh. Interesting comments, by the way. Speaking of uh, anger management about Carlos <laughs> Zambrano. Hmm. And I think it was uh, Soriano they were talking to. Alfonso Soriano actually... You know, it was a writer in the Chicago Tribune, I think, covers the team, and, and he said, you know, Zambrano, 99% of the time, is one of the happiest guys that he's that he's seen. He's one of the, I won't say, when I say positive force in the clubhouse, he's a, a positive guy. He's smiling. Yeah. He's enjoying life, so it's not like this is a depressed anger. <laughs> and do, no, I, I found this an interesting insight from guys that have been around him on a regular basis. He's a pretty happy guy. And when you watch him in games when he's not pitching, he's not sulking no. in the back of the dugout. He's one of the guys he's standing up rooting for his teammates, and he's enjoying the game. So it's interesting that there's a guy going to anger management, but he's happy 99% of the time. I don't think there's anything wrong with, with having a little passion, getting getting a little emotional when, when you're on the mound. I mean, uh, you know, getting angry, being happy, that, that that doesn't, I don't feel that hurts his performance at all. Um, if if he's not paying attention in the dugout and then he goes out on the mound and mm-hmm. just explodes, that's one thing. But like you said, he's the one of the guys on the front rail paying attention, clapping, supporting. You can just tell he's happy to be there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he was all that angry. I think that he just got shelled and was unhappy with losing. Who's not? Well, the, the problem, I think, is the line that he crossed is calling out teammates. Yeah. It's one thing if he was, uh, you know, going up and down the dugout, throwing his middle a little bit, getting uh, carried away mad at himself. Where I think he stepped over the line, young Matt Duffy, graduate 1997, right? Southern Illinois? 2007. 2007. 2007. Wow. <laughs> the man has aged well, David. <laughs> By the way, you are uh, being seen via webcast. We got like I haven't figured out where they all are. There's like three or four different cameras, but then there's also one on the ground. The, oh, the yeah. ground cam, it's like one of those little hold on. <laughs> are we looking up at home? I think play? I got it. There goes ground nice. cam. Yeah. It's like whack-a-mole. You know? Um let me ask you as a Cubs fan, um Uh-oh. I mean do, are you really upset with, with a pitcher getting out and, and getting emotional when they lose in a big game to, I guess, a, I don't want to say a heated rival, but, I mean, the, the White Sox, there's, there's pride on the line. Are you really – did you did you really take that as a as a, as a a negative for him as a person, Carlos Sambra? Well, yes, and, and for the reason I just stated. Passion, emotion, even going overboard a little bit, I can handle that when you start yelling at your teammates after you had a bad performance. I mean, let's face it, he's been brutal this year. Okay. He has not pitched well. It all starts with the opening no, game. No, he's Opening not. day of baseball, and he gets shelled in the first inning, so where he stepped over the line is when he started to get after his teammates, including pretty classy guys like Derek Lee. And a follow-up question, do you think him being moved around to the bullpen, he, he losing somewhat confidence, somewhat of his confidence after, again, like you said, terrible opening day start, mm-hmm. I mean, does that have anything to do with it? Does, they're kind of, they're kind of you know, messing with him a little bit, aren't they? You know, it was a weird move. But sometimes weird is good. And I made the comment with the uh, big dog that I think Carlos Zambrano, I think they handled it wrong. I think if you're going to put Zambrano in the bullpen, okay, pitch him every day. Guy's an absolute workaholic. He cannot sit three days, come in and pitch two-thirds of an inning. <laughs> sit two. This guy is a workhorse. He's a bulldog. He's a doer. He's active. He's involved. 
Throw him out there every damn day. <laughs> Agreed. And I think he would get better and then he would enjoy that role because now instead of once every four days, he's every day. Let him pitch two innings one day, one inning the next day, two innings, three innings, two innings, give him a day off. One inning, two innings, three, and just let him go. And I think the more he goes, the better he'd be. So I don't mind the, the move to the bullpen. I think they handled it wrong. The, you know, they were real dainty about him. That's not the way you handle Carlos Zambrano. Agreed. All right, 888-463-6748. Cubs got a one-game winning streak. White Sox back on the winning side. Ted Lilly, by the way, very quietly. Very, very quietly. One of the more consistent forces on the north side. He comes up with a big pitching performance. Alfonso Soriano, by the way, Matt, a couple of home runs for him. Nice yeah, ball. Yeah, it's nice to see him get off the schnod. I believe his batting average is getting around 280 right mm-hmm. now. That's that's not bad. That's not bad for Alfonso Soriano. Not bad for, what, $16 million a year? Bang Stop for it. your buck, John. Stop it. Bang Stop for it. your buck. Stop it. White Sox, uh... <laughs> Took the weekend series, the BP Cup 4 out of 6. Uh, Matt, over the weekend, did you possibly at home uh, put together a do-it-yourself BP Cup, raise it up, <laughs> and kiss it when the White Sox won that fourth game? Come on, don't lie to me. Boy, am I glad that they brought a trophy into this this competition. That is that one thing that this competition was needed was a trophy. You know, now now it's legit. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't legit until that. But now, yes, thank it, God. It, it was weird watching them celebrate out there on the field with the trophies. Like, get off the field and just celebrate the win. That was And the picture in the trip was Omar Vizquel holding the trophy. Oh, like who you couldn't get one better guy holding the Omar Vizquel's been here like two weeks. You can't get a better guy holding the trophy. Whatever. That's great. BP. All right. I appreciate Omar Vizquel. He's one of the few peoples in Chicago who's uh Receding hairline has receded more than me. <laughs> so don't knock my guy. Oh no, I, he's been great this year. But uh, you gotta get so you gotta picture somebody better home. At least Paul Canerco, somebody, somebody who plays every day. Come on, <laughs> Matt Duffy, folks, the pride and joy, 2007 grad, <laughs> Southern Illinois University. Now uh, trying to get back in the radio world, but doing some yes. market research. Yes, that's what he told me. He does to me. I don't know what market research is. I think it's me a cover neither. up. He could be, uh, what did they say, there was 11 spies in that Russian network that was broken up, Dave? I got a feeling number 12 is right here, because I ain't buying the market research thing for one day. That's like consulting. You know, hey, I lost my job. What are you doing now? Consulting. I'm consulting. Yeah, yeah I'm doing market research. All right. Come clean. We're going to find out before the end of the show. Well, you're right. I'm unemployed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and if you, if you want to check in, give us a call, 888-463-6748. Anything you want to talk about in the world of sports, we're going to get the World Cup soccer. Awesome. College World Series, a phenomenal finish, which I still haven't seen. I'm hoping to on our ESPN highlights, the game-winning hit. Wimbledon tennis, Matt Duffy, a man who uh, wouldn't know a tennis ball from a golf ball. Oh. Wax expertise today on Wimbledon tennis. Ouch. And what else we got on the docket? Baseball, of course. Oh. How can we forget? 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock tonight. Isn't free agency supposed to happen soon or something? 12 o'clock tonight. We turn our calendar. The much anticipated. No, we don't turn our calendar. It's 11 o'clock tonight. 11 o'clock tonight. 11 o'clock central. 11 o'clock central. Wow. We don't even have to wait till midnight. Becomes the the much anticipated July 1st. I don't know. Are you a big... uh, NBA guy, man. I am. I love. I love basketball. Um, but I am just sick of of listening to all these stories of LeBron being in Miami with Dwayne Wade, and then it turns out he was really in New York while Dwayne was really in nope, Chicago. No, no, no. We got an email uh, this morning. This morning, lap dance Larry, one of our emailers, said he was spotted at a Boston market up in Antioch. <laughs> Ordered turkey, and here, you ready for this? I don't want him. He, he went potatoes. Oh. No stuffing. That's a rookie move. Come on. That's a rookie move. Come on. Let him go to Miami. <laughs> he, might well, he might as well go get a chicken pot pie. Yeah, on, I think Brian. someone else told me he saw them in a Chipotle and Liberty. Day, so who <laughs> that was, yeah, that was yeah, me, actually. I mean, you know, I, I know it's big news. I'm a big NBA fan. Love the Chicago Bulls. 
The whole LeBron thing is just going way, I don't know how you feel, way over the top. And, and the worst part about it is that even though free agency starts tonight, it's still, it's still not over because we, we have to wait until July 8th until anything can become official. And I don't think the way that this free agency is going on, I don't think it's going to be a two-day thing. I don't think LeBron's going to make up his mind on Saturday as to what mm-hmm. he's going to do. I think he's going to drag this thing out, which is going to just push more people away from basketball, in my, my opinion. Are you a believer in the Miami Summit rumors? Uh, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, LeBron James? I, I don't know. It, it's kind of becoming like a high school party, isn't it? Where, yeah. where the one popular kid in high school, and then they all want him to come to their party? Uh, I just don't. I don't know what to believe anymore. Uh, I can't trust World Wide West. You know, we kept up text messaging, but mm-hmm. he's just an untrustworthy fellow. Yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm worried about playing time for Gennaro Parker. That's about where, <laughs> that's about where my uh, basketball interest lies right now. But, uh, you know, it would be great, I think. If he comes to Chicago, I even have some reservations oh, yes. about that because I think I had stated, uh, and I don't know, it sounds pretty weird, but even if, if we won a championship with LeBron James, would it almost cheapen the championship? Is he really a Chicago Bull? Uh, or are we just like borrowing him? Wouldn't it be better if Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah, and we picked up a player here, picked up a player? I know I'm going old school. That's not the way modern sports work, but there's right. part of me that said, I don't want LeBron, part. That doesn't want LeBron here because if we win the championship with him, it's like it's a borrowed championship. Oh, I, I I agree with you in, in terms of if he only wins one. You know, I mean, if LeBron comes in here and wins, say five and <laughs> nine years, then uh, I, I, I I can't say I'll feel too bad about it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. If he if he just wins one and then kind of flames out, yeah, it'll feel like we we kind of just stole one, like we mm-hmm. we cheapened it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I like I like your way of doing it of, of drafting and. And developing talent, I think it makes it more, I don't know, authentic, I guess. Give me the Matt Duffy one, two, three, if you could, bring to the Chicago Bulls. you got Stoudemire, Amari Stoudemire, mm-hmm. Carlos Boozer, Joe Johnson. Is Dirk Nowitzki theoretically out there? Yes, he he did. Okay. He and Paul Pierce both opted out yeah. of their contract today. So um, Pierce, Nowitzki, got LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Joe Johnson, Dwayne Wade. Uh, some pretty good players. Some real good players. Give me a Matt Duffy one, two, three. My in t- your perfect world for the Bulls. Are you a Bulls fan? I'm I am. I am a, a humongous Bulls fan. Um, my top player, of course, is LeBron. I would love to have LeBron. I think he's uh, a new generation's Magic Johnson. Um, my next one is Amari Stoudemire, and a lot of people don't agree with me on that. Chris Bosh has generated a lot of support. That's Amari. <laughs> so Amari would be two. Amari would be number two. Okay. And uh, my number three, if, if we could get him, I... Uh, I only like Joe Johnson if we can get another superstar, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just need somebody on the team who can shoot the ball because, for whatever reason, Vinny didn't like playing Gennaro Pargo. Mm-hmm. Gennaro Pargo just couldn't get off the bench. So you were a Gennaro Pargo guy, too? I, I don't dislike Gennaro. There it is. <laughs> I'd be the only two guys in radio who are calling for more playing time for our guy, Gennaro Pargo. Maybe. Hey, maybe it'll come true. Dreams happen. <laughs> Uh, no love for Chris Bosh. No, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Chris Bosh fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. Just like I'm not the biggest Dirk Nowitzki fan. I don't really like my seven footers to shoot 18 foot jumpers. That's not what I like them to do. Mm-hmm. But that's what Chris Bosh likes to do, and he's good at it. I'll, I'll give him that. But uh, no, you're seven feet tall. Please go to the basket. All right, 11 o'clock tonight. Free agents can officially be contacted. But you threw some cold water on the party by informing us that all they can do is talk. Yes. For the next week? Yes. And why is that? If somebody makes a decision... 
but nothing officially can happen until the dreaded July 8th. Yes, people can't officially sign until July 8th. So I've, it has something to do with the collective bargaining agreement. I'm not okay. entirely sure. I could make something up, though, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we, we do on a you know, welcome to the program. That's what we do on a regular basis. So if we ever want actual facts, we go to David Olson, our producer. By the way, we haven't mentioned him today. Our Rocket Gibraltar, the man behind the scenes, the man who makes the show go. I always say that when our ratings are low, David Olson, our fine producer, huh. on the other side of the glass, helping us along. Again, our phone number here, 888-463-6748. We are also email accessible. Oh, hey now. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you all. Thank you very much. Uh, you can email us at Mike, two guys at AOL.com. That's Mike, short for microphone, Matt, isn't that creative? M-I-C. <laughs> and the number two, don't spell it out. We keep everything simple. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. We'll read some of the emails over the air again. Matt Duffy filling in for the big dog today, Southern Illinois University. Mm-hmm. White Sox fan. What else do we need to know about you? Not married? Nope. Single. Uh, attached or available slash open? For the sake of this this uh, this conversation, I am attached. <laughs> I don't know who's listening. All I, of a I sudden, a, he goes in the witness protection. I, I wrote I wrote on a Facebook status. I I once heard a joke by a comedian. Um, I know am not in a relationship, but I do know a woman who'd be very upset if she heard me say that. Interesting, interesting. So attached, but there's some loosening in the attachments. <laughs> uh, Matt can't say it, but I can. If you're watching the webcast and you're interested, you never know. You can help to loosen those. I don't want to break up a good relationship, young female out there. Don't want to mess up with one of Chicago's up-and-coming radio professionals here. Thank you, John. He is young, and he is single, and he's still available, folks, even though partially attached. That's the best way we can describe it. I can't Uh, wait to talk about it. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. You want to talk about it now? (laughs) Because I guarantee people will be more interested in that than what we have to say about LeBron. (laughs) No, I'd still rather not. Uh, (laughs) Maybe, Maybe next time, maybe if I get a second gig. All right. And, David, if we get any rumors during the show, you'll let us know if you hear of any uh, anybody, you know, like Chris Bosch eating at a restaurant in Chicago or something. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> By the way, speaking of eating, I am uh, headed down to the Taste of Chicago. David, I don't know if you are a Taste fan. I've ever gone down, but I am uh, headed down amongst the millions on a beautiful Chicago day today. It's a perfect day for it. Very nice out. Despise the Taste of Chicago and everything. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. How many people do because of the crowds? Exactly, yeah. exactly. I would, I would, when I was living in the city, I would go nowhere near downtown uh-huh. when that was happening. It's, you know, the last couple of years, I've told people that I go once a year, maybe once every two years, and it's amazing how many people here in, in the sub- suburban Chicago are. Are you nuts? Why are you going down there? But yeah, the hot sweaty crowds for eight dollars for fried dough. <laughs> you know, that, that's it in a nutshell. Plus, no fireworks this year, so. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go down to that July 4th, July 5th day, the firework day. That's too crowded. But, uh, Matt Duffy, hopefully I could find a little love from you. Are you uh, uh, We both like Omar Vizcayal. We've determined that. Mm-hmm. We're both Gennaro Pargo fans. That's right. Uh, can you show me a little love for Taste of Chicago? I do enjoy the taste. Uh, I, I do see both sides of the argument. Um, it is it is a zoo out there, <laughs> and it can it can be a, a bit ridiculous. Uh, plus, it's, it's a little pricey, uh, but... I think it's a good atmosphere, and, and especially you got some live music out there. I think yep. it's uh, I think it's always a good time. There you go. there you if you go. don't mind, if you don't mind, you know, being bumped shoulder to shoulder, waiting in line for the bathroom, yeah. or trying to get some ribs. Groping is, you know, don't not groping <laughs> until you try it. Well, I, I, you know, I've always been. If you want to, if you want to experience something like that, go to the neighborhood festivals. Don't go to that. Those are good. Too. Yeah, 
go to the neighborhood festivals. It's yeah. a much better time, much, much less crowded, and mm-hmm. you, you get a better, a better taste yeah. of Chicago because you've got the individual yeah. Yeah. neighborhood yeah, restaurants. And it doesn't there, have so. to be an either or. It could be both, but the it, neighbor, it, it, neighborhood it could festival. could be both. Yeah, you go, to, you go to the Lincoln Street yep. Festival, which is my personal mm-hmm. favorite, mm-hmm. or Halstead, uh, Halstead Street Market Days. Oh, yes, oh, Halstead goodness. Street yeah. Market Days are great. We yeah. went to that last year. I think I told the story on the air, and I took go. We were just looking. It was in August. Wanted to get out of the suburb, get down to the city. We had my uh, 13-year-old son. We we're gonna take him down, and just so we decided to go to the Halstead Street Fest Market. Not a bad idea. Well, if you <laughs> ask my wife, it was not a particularly good idea because you've been down there. It is pretty. Um, first of all, it's pretty heavily gay. Yes. And pretty heavily risque. Could you call it that? Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's yeah. the same. Wait, way to the put Halstead it. Street Market days are gay. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Yes, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm, I'm planning on going back. It's almost like my trip to Las Vegas. With oh, well, well, that, well, that explains a lot then. Huh? I said that explains a lot then. <laughs> Take it easy. Where I went to Las Vegas with my wife for a weekend and promised never to go back. I'm, I'll go back to Vegas, but never with my wife, who couldn't stand putting, you know, how can you waste a quarter? And I, you know, it's, you're throwing your money away. You know, and I was playing the quarter slot machines, but uh, I'll go back to that Halstead Street Market Fest. Was you know, and I'm a huge people watcher. Yes. And the music was great. Yes. And uh, you know the beer was down quite well in the hot sunshine, but she didn't particularly think it was appropriate for my 13 year old son. And uh, I could see where she's coming from. But if you <laughs> if you're a people watching fan, oh, you must man. have had a field day. Outstanding. That had to be incredible. I can't I can't even imagine. Yeah. All right. So I don't even want to. All right. So you might be down there today. Maybe we'll, uh, amongst the two million people, we'll run into each other. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Next year, maybe we'll get a two guys in a mic uh, booth. Oh, hey. Set up at the Taste Live broadcast from the Taste. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. We can have hot, sweaty people come up to the booth. We can have a groping <laughs> contest. But, uh, you know, big crowds, a little groping. Don't knock it till you've tried it. We can even call it Ribs and Radio. I like that. I like that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Matt Duffy in the house with the coach. When we come back, a little World Cup soccer talk. A couple of soccer fans also. You may are on the same, uh, we think alike. We're generations apart, my friend. Yes, we are. I don't know if this is a good thing for you, but uh, we think alike. (laughs) If you're thinking like me, it's time to uh, possibly consider a career change. (laughs) All right, we'll take a quick break. Uh, 888-463-6748. He's single. He's young. He's partially a trash. He's Matt Duffy. Duffy. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone 
Yeah, we are back in the Two Guys in a Mic show. Matt Dumpy sitting in for the Big Dog today. You've never, correct me if I'm wrong, you've never met the Big Dog, but you have talked to him via the phone line. Yes, that is correct. We have spoken on the phone before, but never in person. Interesting. Do you want to explain the story, how you met him, or feel free to uh, say no low contundre? Oh, no, uh, I have absolutely no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, the big dog, Joel Redwanski, was out at a bar and hitting, on my, hitting on my sister. Shocking. Hitting on your who? My sister. Your sister. Yes, I have an older sister. Wow. Um, and Is she listening right now? I hope not. And <laughs> he... Uh, they started talking about what he does, and she told him what, what I had been doing mm-hmm. and that I was a big sports uh, fan and, and sports uh, sports broadcast guy. And mm-hmm. here I am. They he they switched numbers, and I called him, and, and he said that he was, had an opening for me today. Here I am. See? Yeah, that's funny that's, how that works. That's the kind of heartwarming <laughs> looking out for the youth of America guy that the big dog is. Always giving back. Sounds standing. Always giving back. Very good. Well, I'm glad you're here. Great to have you. Matt Duffy, the pride and joy. The pride, if not the joy. One out of two is not bad from Southern (laughs) Illinois University. David Olson, our producer, is checking his transcripts from Southern Illinois back in 2007 as we speak. (laughs) If we bring up anything on the Carbondale arrest records or any transcripts. Oh, Lord. Uh, we will let people know before the show is over. I know David is active. It's hard to you know dig into the files, but believe me, Matt. Yeah, the Carbondale believe Police, they're an organized bunch. If there's something there, we will find it. <laughs> David also will uncover it, but then we said right before the break, you are a World Cup soccer fan. You're enjoying the action? Yes, I'm loving it. Uh, it's you know I think it's, it's great that it, once every four years we get something this special. If we had it every year, it wouldn't be as fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've gotten a lot of good soccer too, and and hopefully, thank you, thanks for the Americans run. You know, we can get some added soccer fans in this country. I think that'd be great. Yeah, one or two more wins in that American run, the enthusiasm would have been a lot more. Oh yeah, we got a little bit of a buzz, but still, and I don't want to get into a whole sociological thing, man. Still, beyond uh, you and me and about sixteen others, soccer has still not hit the core <laughs> of interest. I cannot figure it out, uh, and the two of us. Both commenting before the game, the 0-0 game yesterday. Paraguay and Japan. Talk about that. How do you explain how exciting that was to non-soccer fans? Uh, I think soccer is all about the the anticipation and the build-up. I think half the fun of the goal is seeing how all the passes link together and how the runs started and and everything came together so much. as That's almost as entertaining as the shot itself in, in a lot of cases. And And I think that Paraguay and Japan were just really, really putting everything into it yesterday. They were really leaving nothing on the field. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the kind of soccer you want to see. Uh, I think even if you don't get a goal, I think it's still highly entertaining to just watch elite athletes like that just compete as hard as they can for, what, two hours, mm-hmm. 120 minutes? Under pressure. That's ridiculous. Under I, pressure. I was watching the game while I was doing the show with the big dog. The first half was a bit deliberate for me, especially the first half of the first half, but the second half. And again, it's hard to explain to soccer fans how, or to non-soccer fans, how a zero-zero game could be so dramatic. But I could barely concentrate on the show yesterday because I'm watching the game. There were definitely plays on both mm-hmm. ends. It was not all deliberate. There was attack. That, that, when it's too deliberate and there's not any shots on goal, then yeah. it can get a little boring. But even a zero-zero game where both teams is at least attacking. Yes. And then, of course, the World Cup, the pressure starts to build, and you realize how big one goal would be. Yes. Oh, it's, it was, it's hard to explain to a soccer fan, but it was, it, was, it was human drama. At its best, it was a great game, and it was 0-0. It was, and, and even as it went into overtime and, and everybody was getting tired, it was harder for guys to run. I mean, it was still just as entertaining. I think that 
the best part about this World Cup is there have been very few games that have been, like you said, a little too deliberate where everybody's trying yeah. to be a little too cute, not not yeah. really trying to go all out. Thankfully, we haven't gotten too many of those games. Hopefully, this is going to make this country come around. I, I still don't understand why a lot of people don't like mm-hmm. soccer. I just don't get it. Yeah. You know, it, there's, there's a whole lot to like. Well, and we can't uh, worry about it. Too much if you can stew about it, and you know it's almost going to make it worse. Yes, agreed. If, if it catches, just let it catch naturally. Yes, agreed. And I think obviously if the United States team makes a run. Oh man, that would have been instrumental. Yep, a couple of more wins, they would have got. To, you know, you you could have compared it a little bit to the hockey team with the you know the miracle on ice. Yes, which would have captured some enthusiasm. Finally, Uruguay against Ghana. Give me a quick pick there. We have some listeners, by the way, in the Ghana. Area. Well, I was going to pick Ghana either way. Um, I, I always got a root for the for the team in the home country, and and I would like to see an African team do well, especially since they they defeated us. You know, you got to root for the you got to hope that the team that so knocks you out becomes a champion. You are taking Ghana over Uruguay. I am taking Ghana over Uruguay, even though Uruguay's only given up one goal. I think it's Uruguay. Is it Uruguay? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I mispronounce everything. So. <laughs> yes, I'm taking uh, Ghana well, over. I'm a little shocked. We're going to start to get some angry emails <laughs> via the webcast from our listeners in the Uruguay area. Once again, <laughs> the man of picked Ghana. His name is Matt Duffy. He yes. can be reached at home at 847. <laughs> no, he won't. Uh, the Netherlands, now be careful because our listenership in the Netherlands is also uh, building. The Netherlands takes on the number one seed. Brazil does. Young Matt Duffy, soccer fan out of Southern Illinois University, pick an upset. No, I think, uh, but I do think that that will end up being the game of the tournament. I think that the Netherlands and uh, Brazil really played the same style, and I think it'll be up and down. I think it'll be very exciting. Mm-hmm. So Netherlands will put puck in net. Yeah, I think they'll get one. Okay, I think they'll get one, but I think I think Brazil might end up with maybe three. Best matchup, arguably at least on paper in the first round, Argentina. And, and they're very uh, Aziguian-like coach, Diego Maradona. <laughs> guy's a complete wacko. Uh, yes, they take he on is. Germany, two different styles, Argentina and Germany, two of the top countries traditionally in soccer. Who wins? Be careful. A lot of listeners in Germany listening right now. I, You know, the, the Germans are, are my side. I'm, I'm half German, uh, and I would like to pick the Germans, Uh-oh. and they've looked great. But it's not sounding good no, for Germany. No, I just, I think, I think, like you said, Maradona's clearly out of his mind. That man has <laughs> lost it somewhere, and, and I think he, but I think he's got them playing well. I, I'm, I'm afraid of what he's bringing to the table for that mm-hmm. team, so I'm going to have to go Argentina. All right, have you ever noticed there are some guys that just do not wear coat? And tie, sport coat and tie very well. <laughs> I would be, by the way, one of them. But Diego Maradona, the coach, he needs to be in warm-up outfit. He, he looks so out of place. Yeah, would he you could agree? Use a, he could use a track suit. He, uh, he's definitely not, not making the, the shirt and tie look good. Especially when he's losing his mind after they scored. He's trying to hug anybody he can see. He, a track suit would work well for him. All right. And finally, Paraguay takes on uh, Spain. Spain with a big win yesterday. One to nothing over uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Portugal one nothing. Paraguay possibly an upset here. I, I can't see it. I okay. think Spain. I think Spain is too good. I like Spain. You going with the chalk? I'm going with the chalk. Yeah. By the way, Ronaldo took some heat yesterday for. Uh, I think that's not little... not being an active participant enough in the um, Portugal demise. I think that's a little unfair. I think I think that he. Uh, I mean that's that's kind of akin to. Having a, a big man in a basketball game have a, have a bad game when the guards can't get him the ball. I think that uh, as a forward, you have to have somebody get you the ball. I think you can't do do it all yourself. Look at Wayne Rooney for England. He was terrible for England. But a lot of that came from the fact that their midfielders didn't play that well. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that was unfair. That said, he, he really was non-existent. Even when he did get the ball, he really didn't do anything with it. So, right. mm. 
in case we never talk to you again. A lot of people co-host the show. We've had people come in, do the show one time, and they disappear off the face of the earth. We <laughs> call them and they'll never call us back in case we never see a Matt Duffy again. I know that will never happen. We hope to have you back in soon. I'd love to be back. Who is your uh, ultimate pick to win the World Cup? Argentina. I picked Argentina coming in. I think they got. I think they got the best player. I think they got a crazy coach. I think he. I think they have a ton of talent on the back line. I really like Argentina. Mainly, I just like watching Lionel Messi play. With Lionel Messi. Hey man, he is fun. He is mm-hmm. fun to watch. I, you know, I haven't seen Argentina play that much. I need to watch him play a little bit more to fully analyze. He's he, midfield. Yeah, he's very a, creative. Yes, very fast. He's soccer is just not a big man's game. All those guys are so little. I would be like Manute Bull. If I played soccer, but they—he's just so fast on the ball. He's just very, very exciting, very, very quick. He makes a lot of people miss. He's one of those guys that makes you stand up as he's bringing the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. All right, soccer fans, you want to check in? Talk a little World Cup soccer here. Matt Duffy and the coach with you up until eleven o'clock. Triple eight four six three sixty seven forty eight. Again, you can reach us via the email at aol dot at Mike Two Guys. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. We'll read some of the emails over the air. Feel free to send them in. And, uh, Matt, real quick, before we go to some baseball, we got Wimbledon tennis. You spent uh, a little time out in beautiful North Carolina. Yes. Yes, I working did. Working at a radio station? Uh, I was at a newspaper. Newspaper? Mm-hmm. What's a radio guy doing in a newspaper? That is a great question. Um, not doing a good job. <laughs> How did you get that particular uh, gig? Um, I, uh, I, I got, I don't remember how, uh, the, the editor in chief down there got a hold of, uh, some of the work I was doing at Pro Football Weekly and mm-hmm. liked what I was doing and, and offered me a gig. And at the time I was working at Pro Football Weekly with, out in Deerfield and was living with my parents and was, was excited to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And North Carolina was. So I was there. So you moved to a completely new place. Yes. To a job where you know none but nobody, you had no yes. relatives in North Carolina? None. How no. was that from a social standpoint? How was that experience? How hard was it to get in the? Uh... It, it was it was pretty miserable. Uh, I had uh, I had a, a tough time tough tough time making friends. Uh, you know, I have a little bit of an accent. I don't know. Well, we're in Chicago, so people don't notice that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, when you go to the south, they notice. They they, they notice if you speak uh, if you speak with any sort of dialect from the north. So mm-hmm. uh, it didn't take long for everybody in the town to call me Yankee. <laughs> It was uh, it was very quick, maybe maybe three days. So you were the outsider. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, How long did the uh, career last in North Carolina? About uh, sixteen months. Not uh, bad. No. Not bad. And uh, but the, the, they kept cutting pay, and I mean it was it's just a small town newspaper struggling to make money. Mm-hmm. It's uh, things are not looking good for for newspapers like that. Small towns really have limited sources of of income. It's it's tough out there. Mm-hmm. It's tough out there for those people. I have a lot of respect for people who do it. Tough out there for everybody. More and more people. I don't know. Supposedly the job climate is getting better. All I keep hearing about is uh, friends in my particular age group, which is not really young. Hard to find another job. Uh, you know, losing a job, losing a job, losing mm-hmm. a job. So it's uh, it is tough out there indeed. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Our phone number. Matt Duffy and a coach with you up until eleven o'clock. Real quick. I don't know if you're following Wimbledon tennis or not, but Serena Williams advanced to the semifinals. She beat uh, Lena. I was. I like any athlete, any person who can put four letters together for first name, last name combined. That's impressive. L I last name N A. <laughs> it's it's uh yeah. it's definitely easy to pronounce. 
And then after that, it was the Ovas that advanced. With the, with the Novak Djokovic's of the world. Svetnava Perakanova defeated the Venus Williams. Upset. Oh, hey. I heard that the Venus Williams sister, or the, the Williams sisters lost in doubles, too. Wow. Yeah. Which never happens. No. Especially at Wimbledon. Svetnina Pirakova was the 82nd seed. Vera Svonareva defeated Kim Kleisters. Oh, okay. And then the other uh, semifinalist is Petra Kvitova, who oh. was unseated, not even seated. She defeated, I don't even know who she defeated. She's playing Serena Williams next. So it's basically Serena and three ladies with the last name Ova. <laughs> I think I'll take the... I think I'll take Serena. Should be a heck of a Final Four. Today, the men's are going on. Federer and... Uh, Burdich. Is, I, I don't know if you were watching this game. Federer and Burdich. Federer was, was down two sets to one for a so minute. Burdich is giving him a battle. Burdich was giving him a battle. Federer hasn't looked that sharp so not far. Not over yet. No, not All over right. yet. How's my guy Robin Soderling doing? I have a male crush on Robin Soderling. Oh, I could not tell you. I really do not know <sighs> how Robin Soderling is doing. Got to get my Robin Soderling up there. <laughs> Wimbledon tennis right there for you this weekend. I think uh, will it be Sunday they crown the champion? Yes, I okay. believe so. Either Sunday or is it Monday? No, it's Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sunday. Will you be waking up early with your uh, significant other or whatever other you're waking up with and have breakfast at Wimbledon? Yeah, my Vuvuzela. <laughs> Can't, I can't wait to blow by, by myself Some, in my, yeah, in my living room. That's actually a good gig. You, the Vuvuzela's at tennis. Where everybody's like, shh. Shh. It's not, I don't think it's as bad now as it was in my day. The tennis fans, they can talk a little bit now. Yeah, I think so. Back in my day when tennis was first catching on, this is Jimmy Connors, Bjorn Borg. Yeah, wooden racket. Chrissy, take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. Chrissy Ever. I mean, this is a long time ago, but tennis had its first big push. And we would go to some of the matches in the Chicago area. And as a teenage kid, I would go, and it was like you had to be perfectly quiet. Really? Yeah. And me and my friend, we would we would get the giggles. <laughs> we would, and it would be like it would almost be painful because if you laughed, I mean, people would get mad at you. It was like being in a library where everybody's like, shh, you know. But, but aren't you at a sporting event? Shouldn't you be allowed to, to cheer and yell? I that's, thought that's what you do at sporting that's the events. Way I Tennis. You know. <laughs> shh. But I like that. The Vuvuzelas yeah. at tennis. Hey, I I just want to start a trend. That's all I want. I think that <laughs> you are a trend. <laughs> I like that combination. They count. <laughs> Get some Kleenex over there. Uh, College World Series real quick. Titillating tidbits, news, and notes before we get back to the major stories, and that is 11 o'clock tonight, free agency starts, and we'll get back to some Cubs and Sox too. But real quick, we got to mention South Carolina right near – Yes. Well, you used to uh, exist for 16 months. Yeah, about an hour as an and award-winning uh, semi-editor in chief of a newspaper. Uh, yes, that's that's all fact. That is all fact. I am <laughs> award-winning. But uh, South Carolina beat UCLA two to one. They win their first ever baseball national championship. Yeah, congrats to uh, congrats to South Carolina doing it in the last year at Rosenblatt Stadium. I think that was that would have been either team's first college yes. World Series. I believe that is really hard to believe for UCLA. Yep. I was stunned when I heard that. But hey. Congrats to uh, South Carolina. Yeah. They they pulled it out in 11. Well, they've done it. UCLA uh, football, I don't know. Do they have a football national championship? Basketball, obviously. Girls yeah. softball, yes. definitely. Men's volleyball, definitely. Yes. Women's volleyball, definitely. Women's basketball, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think so. so. I think so. Men's tennis and women's tennis, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Track and field, I think they've got a few. 
I think they've got yeah, a, ladies, a men's soccer too, and I don't know if they have a yeah. women's soccer. They might have a women's soccer, but I know so they the have one women's sport soccer. or one of the few sports they have never <laughs> and, is and, the sport of baseball. And one of the sports that you can play year round mm-hmm. in the Los Angeles area. Mm-hmm. They just never got one. All right. And another cool thing about South Carolina winning is they lost their opening game. The College World Series, for those that do not know, is a double elimination tournament. Mm-hmm. They lost to Oklahoma in the first game, so right off yes, the bat. they did. X against the They're wall. behind the eight ball, and uh, facing elimination, they won six consecutive games. Dramatic fashion yesterday, yes, too. Yes, very. I was, like you said, I'm, I'm waiting to catch a highlight over here on, on the TV. But I think we missed it. <laughs> I think we missed it, but we do know it was a base hit. Yes. 11th inning. Mm-hmm. Bottom half. Yes. Walk-off homer, to, walk-off hit yeah, walk to off win hit. a national championship. That's How right. cool is that? Hey, congrats to that, to that guy who hit it. That must be a great feeling. Great, great moment for him. Let me ask you, Matt Duffy, with all the Matt Duffy listeners out there, great sports moment for you, be it intramurals, PE class, high school athlete. Do you have a sports moment? I hate to put you on the spot. Oh, uh, wow. Want a sports moment that you remember. A sports moment that I remember. Um, let's see. I have one that I. Oh Lord, I have one. I see see the email coming in already. Um, I I got one that stands out because I lost a championship game in a summer league. That's probably the, the biggest sports memory that I have. Yeah. What did you do? First of all, what sport? Basketball. It was basketball. Yeah. It was you summer played league, high school basketball. Summer league basketball. No, I, I didn't play high school basketball. Okay. Uh, but I'm a I'm I'm kind of decent at mm-hmm. basketball. Um, and it was a championship game, and I probably went five for twenty, had maybe thirteen points. I think we lost by like fifteen or twenty. Got your shot off. Just couldn't get it to fall. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was I was Gennaro Pargo for a day. It felt mm-hmm. great. Tough break. Yeah, no, it happens. You over now though. Uh, no. I can tell. It's a difficult moment. <laughs> no, no, I mean, yeah, I, I really don't care. That's just the first one that came to my head. You put me on the spot. That was the first one that popped up. You can send us uh, emails if you want to uh, embarrass Matt or you. A listener out there, remember one of Matt's great sports moments that he's not able to come up with. Feel free to email us anytime at Mike2GuysAOL.com. That's M-I-C and the number two. Mike2GuysAOL.com. Emailer Armando. And this one I think is meant for you, Matt. Uh, Bears might get Vincent Jackson from San Diego. Huh. What will they do for the team if they actually get a true number one wideout? Vincent Jackson, first of all, I'm not familiar with Vincent Jackson, but um, he's a uh, he's a big big guy out of San Diego. He's probably like six five, two thirty. Um, I, I I think it couldn't hurt, but I, I don't think that wide receiver is necessarily the problem with the Bears. I think mm-hmm. they need offensive line help. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, I guess it'd be nice to have a, a big guy like that for Jay to throw to, although I don't think that uh, that would mean the difference between a 7-9 and nine season and a 10-6. and six. Uh, First of all, you a big Bears fan? I do. I love the Bears. Okay. Uh, well, I, I mean, I kind of hate the Bears, but I love the Bears. Yeah, I, you I, love them so much that <laughs> when they do not do well, it turns almost to hate. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but uh, I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm really tentative heading into this season. This season uh, mm-hmm. could be bad news. I'm, I'm not. Actually, I'm not on board. I actually, if we can keep Lovey Smith out of the way, <laughs> I actually think there's some potential this year because Mike Martz is going to prove me correct. And what I've been saying all along is the last two or three years the Bears' offense is fine. Yeah. The only thing that's wrong with the Bears' offense is they're using a sixth grade flag football playbook. <laughs> and I only say that half kidding. So now you got a real offensive coordinator. Mike Martz might be stuck up, might be a little smarmy, might be a little cocky, but you know what? He's a major league offensive coordinator. Yes, he is. We are going to actually throw down the field this year instead of sideways. Yes. I'm quite confident that on third and 13, we're going to throw the ball 15 yards instead of eight. 
I yeah, that's true. I'm very excited to uh, to not look forward to three and thirteen bubble screens. Yes, that's, that's something to look forward to for me. Yeah, and, and I said even last year the wide receivers. I we don't have any number one receivers. You know, Emailer Armando, we finally get a number one. He might be right, but I think I said last year, the year before, our receiving core is okay. It's not the best. Yeah, but it's fine. You put a real offensive coordinator in there. Mm-hmm. You've got some talent. You've got some depth at that wide receiver position. I could be proven wrong, but I think uh, you know there'll be more than adequate again with a proper offensive philosophy. I agree. I think that Mark, Mike Martz certainly can't can't hurt, and I mean he's had success really wherever he, he made John Kitna a respectable quarterback. And nothing against John Kitna, but I mean that was on a Detroit Lions team that wasn't very good, and and I think that with with a lot of talent, and there's a lot of talent that the Bears have: Greg Olson, Matt Forte. Mm-hmm. Devin Hester with world-class speed, same with Johnny Knox and Jay Cutler. I think he can make some things happen if if the line you know can hold up for uh, long enough for mm-hmm. for Jay Cutler to not die. I believe Joel. Uh, I asked Joel about that a couple of weeks ago, and I said, "Well, we got you know left guard Roberto Garza is back," <laughs> and I believe Joel's comment was Roberto Garza was Mexican for hot garbage. <laughs> that wasn't my comment, but I believe that was his comment. So the offensive line could be a concern, and you know you're in Chicago when a beautiful. Last day of June, about to head into July, we're all worried about the left tackle situation <laughs> for the yeah. Chicago Bears, right? Yeah, it is atypical. That is definitely atypical <laughs> for the city. But, hey, it's a legit concern. It's something you got to think about, I guess. I'm not going to think about it for a couple of weeks. I'm still concerned about 11 o'clock tonight <laughs> when we find out uh, who's going where. What are the odds that tomorrow morning, you know, will it happen that soon? I know you can't officially sign until July 8th. But will it just? You think it take like a day or two, and these guys will? I wish. I really wish. I don't think it will. I, maybe it will. I, hopefully it will. I, w- I would like to know. I would like to know right now what everybody's doing, so we can just put all this to bed and start focusing on baseball. That would be nice. But no, I, I think it's going to be long and drawn out. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it'll be fun. It'll be a whole lot of fun. Uh, the long and drawn out, unfortunately, part I agree with. <laughs> the fun part, I don't know if I can agree with. You. I, I'm, I'm all LeBron out already. Yeah. One more week of sightings at uh, you know Chipotle's and Subway sandwiches and oh goodness whatever restaurant he might happen to be has not been spited, sighted fortunately at any no-tell motels as far as I can tell. I think I saw him at All Tell Network over on uh, really yeah <laughs> he was he's he's at Boost Mobile getting a new cell phone eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight the phone number again triple eight four six three six seven four eight david olson our producer matt duffy sitting in for the big dog today let's get back to the team you so much love your beloved white Sox. Mm-hmm. uh coming off an 11 game win streak had a little blip in the screen where they lost two in a row but they win yesterday and i'm sure matt another 10 11 game win streak is is, is imminent well yeah i i, I would take like, another sip of my cooler <laughs> i would i would like to believe that but i mean if when you come off of 11 straight victories and and you drop two to the royals um at home were they i believe they were at home no they were in kansas city i'm sorry either way when you lose two to the royals that's uh that's just not a good sign in my mind i feel that's a team you should be beating always uh, i'm kind of like the cubs in pittsburgh wait wait a second no that doesn't make sense either, because mm-hmm. the Cubs can't beat Pittsburgh. How many times so, have the Cubs played? I feel like every single game. Eleven. Eleven. They played them eleven times already, and they're three and eight. I mean, change the schedule or figure <laughs> out a way. If, I feel like every other series they're playing the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, that's the, that's got to be the ultimate backfire. I mean, when you put the pe- Pittsburgh Pirates on the schedule, you got to figure that you're going to win at least ten of those, right? Not no, not if you're a Chicago Cub fan. <laughs> Last couple of years, we found that out. Andrew McCutcheon, by the way. 
Yes. Andrew McCut next to Robin Soderling. I think my next male crush is on Pittsburgh <laughs> center fielder Andrew McCutcheon. He's awfully good. They've had a couple. They had Nate McClute there a couple years ago, too. He was pretty good. There's something yeah, about a Pittsburgh Cubs. center fielder that, yeah. that just apparently. Andy Van Slyke was a longtime Cub killer. <laughs> yes, he was. Something about that, that center field Pittsburgh position that they just got the Cubs number. Mm-hmm. All right, but White Sox got uh, one more against Kansas City, right? Yes. Then back on the road again, see if they can get it done. Ozzie Guillen getting thrown out yesterday, but the Gavin Floyd pitcher really well. We've talked about it before, mm-hmm. man. You can analyze all you want. The White Sox success is going to come from their starting pitch. If they're going to take mm-hmm. that next step and win the division, it's because their strength, which is starting pitching, becomes they're real straight. In other words, those guys have to pitch great if they're going to win the division. Oh, yeah. And and they finally started coming around. Uh, you know, as frustrating as it is to, to constantly watch Minnesota put cobble these teams together of really nobodies and, and backroom deals and, and prospects that might have fallen short, and, and they just come to Minnesota and they flourish. Uh, if we can get our pitching to just hold up, we can keep ourselves in ball games, and maybe we can actually do something. It's been... A long time since 2005. I realize I'm saying that to a Cubs fan. It, it just mm-hmm. came out. I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. Game in, game out. You got a starting pitching staff. I don't know too many baseball teams that can say that with Freddie Garcia pitching well. I mean, you've got almost, you know, ace guys in the way Gavin Floyd's pitching now. Yes. You yeah. know, there's, there's some weaker teams in baseball. He could be close to your number one. Hasn't got a lot of decisions, but yeah, he's really been throwing the ball well lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Peavy's finally starting to come around. Burley's been, Burley's been Burley. Solid, not spectacular. Um, and John Danks hasn't been bad either. I think when they're pitching like this, they, they might have one of the best rotations in the league, but uh, mm-hmm. they still still need a left-handed bat, in my opinion. Other games in baseball yesterday, real quick. We'll go down them with them with uh, Matt Duffy here. Seattle beat New York 7-4. to Cliff, Cliff Lee, Lee defeating the uh, New York Yankees. Cliff Lee's probably going to be the number one free agent to be picked up by a contending team. Yeah, it might be moved uh, by by the July 31st deadline too. A lot of a lot of teams he mm-hmm. he keeps getting traded but he he pitches well wherever he goes. I don't why can't yep. he stick somewhere? Yeah, I didn't even know he was in Seattle. <laughs> Do people just not like Cliff Lee? Is that what is he just a jerk? He's I don't a know. superb pitcher and uh, the rumor is that wherever LeBron goes, Cliff Lee is going to go with him. <laughs> That's it. I heard that. I heard Oakland that. A's knock off Baltimore four to two. The Baltimore Oil four game win streak is over, and they're back to the worst record in baseball. Rough times in Baltimore. I didn't wrong. even know Baltimore had a four game win streak. Huh? I did not even know you that. See, it still hurts me because again, back in my day, the ball, both the Pittsburgh Pirates and Baltimore Orioles. I still remember many, many years, not just a couple, of you know very good traditional baseball. Okay. So, and Baltimore's a great. Baseball town. It's a shame the Orioles have been so bad. Was that were those Eddie so Robinson led led Red Orioles teams? Boo Powell, oh. Davey Johnson at second, Mark Belanger over at short, Brooks Robinson at third. Brooks Robinson, the greatest left-handed yes. right-handed catching combination, <laughs> at least name wise, in the history of baseball. Elrod <laughs> Hendrickson, Andy Etcheberry. Elrod Hendrickson. You got you, you remember Elrod, huh? <laughs> I remember that name. I don't He's remember one of the, one of the blacker him. black men you'd ever see, by the way. <laughs> That dude was black. His baseball card was like, where is he? All right. Oh, there's his teeth. <laughs> was, was he one of the guys with the, with the fro hanging out underneath the, the hat? No, I don't think so. No? I don't think so. Oh. And then Andy Etchebarren was probably one of the whitest pasty guys you've ever seen. But the combo was terrific. <laughs> I'm Great sure they pitching hung out a lot staff, off Mike the field. Mike Cuellar, Dave McNally. Uh, who was, they had four, at one point, four, almost like the White Sox have this year, like four near number ones. McNally? Yeah, I'm going to forget the other guy. Anyhow, the great tradition of the Baltimore Orioles. 
They, uh, in your era, Matt, they've been bad for a long, long time. Yes, since Cal Ripken left, they've been really, really terrible. Boston knocked off Tampa Bay 8-5. to five. The uh, Tampa Bay Rays, Matt, not quite as hot as they were earlier in the year. Adrian Beltre, 4-4, four for four, big poppy. Another home run. He's got 17 now. I, I remember it was it was just in May, I believe, he was hitting like 170. Now he's got 17 home runs. I don't think he hit his first home run until May. That's, People were saying he was washed up. Yeah, that he was done. Who, who knew? Baseball. Never, never count out Big Poppy. <laughs> All you have to do is ask Big Mommy. Maybe Big Mommy started to come through for Big Poppy. <laughs> I just want to get to a point where we can say it's Big Poppy being Big Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> so the Twins knocked off Detroit yesterday, 11-4. What a day for Denard Spam. we got to come up with a nickname for him. Four for four. Three triples. Three triples. I don't know if David Olson could figure it out, but uh, he's still trying to check the transcripts of your Southern Illinois back. Apparently he's found a few things, by the way. I gotta, there's one item I have to discuss with you off air. But uh, three triples. Three triples. Uh, take a rough guess, man, in the history. History of Major League Baseball, there's been... We now know 20 perfect games. How many times in the history has a guy hit three triples in a game? I'm going to guess Lord. under 50. Yeah. I'm, I was going to go somewhere in the in the 30 to 40 range. Yeah. In the history. In the history. That's how many years? 100, 110, 120, something yeah, like that. Despite what Joel says, I do not go back to the Abner double day. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's a heck of a day for Denard Span. Minnesota wins the ball game. Of course, as a White Sox fan, how are you looking at the Twin Tiger? You'd would you like to see one team sweep and push one team back, or would you rather see them split? I would. I would rather see see one team sweep. Um, I would rather see, and I would rather see that the Tigers uh, sweep the Twins. I am way, way, way more terrified of the Twins than I am of the Tigers. The Twins always seem to play well when it counts. Mm-hmm. Ron Gardenhire is a Great tremendous man. manager, um, and and I heard that the Tigers just lost Joel Zumaya. So mm-hmm. go Tigers. The list is actually quite long, believe it or not. Really? Three triples in a game? Yes. Really? Okay. Yes. Quite long. Okay. I mean, uh, first occurring by Elmer Flick in 1902. <laughs> oh, the great Elmer Flick. <laughs> uh, but the last time it happened was actually Lance Johnson in 1995. The one dog. Was, okay. Was that, mm-hmm. a, was that as a member of White Sox? That was as a member of the White Sox. So hey, 95, now. so we're yeah. talking... Uh, Full circle. Yeah. We're talking quite yeah, a Yeah, but I mean, in the, in the modern era, mm-hmm. uh, it's only happened five times. Okay. Since, since, 19, uh, since 1967, okay. five times. Maybe the bases were shorter back then. <laughs> now in the modern Possibly. day. Possibly. <laughs> I don't think so. But uh, all right, so Denard Spam, Minnesota beats uh, Detroit, and you are one of the many White Sox fans with what we might call twinophobia. Yes. Terrified, just so terrified. Yeah, but at least you're out there and you've admitted to it. You've seeked help, and that's part of the problem. Yes, that, as long it. as you that's can, you know, speak out loud, and uh, it's, it's therapeutic. First step. First step. I don't even want to ask you what the second step is. Because <laughs> it's good, because I don't know what I, it is. I either. think it has something to do with looking at naked pictures of Boog Powell. <laughs> believe me, that'll make you forget about yeah. Minnesota twinophobia. I'd rather just not watch baseball. St. Louis Cardinals eight, Arizona nothing. I want drug testing on Adam Wainwright. This guy's robotic. <laughs> He's unbelievable. I mean, he goes out there. He's not pitching perfect games. He's not pitching no hitters. But, but man, he's the best pitcher in baseball right now. He goes out every single game. He doesn't have bad performance. And just, you know, one run, two runs, shutout, shutout, one run, two runs. The guy's a robot. Is that, is that something to do with his conditioning? Well, how How is this guy so good? I don't know. Chris Carpenter's having a solid year for them, too. Maybe yeah. there's something in the water in St. Louis. Albert Pujols, a couple of home runs. Everybody's saying Albert Pujols having an off year. He's batting 312. <laughs> And he's got what uh, over twenty homers now? 
I think that is that's, an off year for Albert Pujols. That's a heck Pujols, of an off year. That is, I believe he's a 330 career hitter, something like that. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous, ridiculous player. He's a robot. Albert Pujols is not a human being. I'm just not. I'm sure of it. Milwaukee knocked off by Houston, 7-5. Prince Fielder hit a couple of homers. Finally, hey, I got him on the fantasy team. It's about mm-hmm. time he did something. Great game. Philadelphia and Cincinnati, great battle there. And the uh, Phillies help the Cubs by knocking off the Reds. Joey Votto had a three-run homer on the ninth inning. Tied the ball game up, but uh, it all came to fruition. Uh, did not come to fruition. Philly scored three in the tenth inning. Pretty good game there. I got to ask you, as a Cubs fan, is is Dusty Baker redeeming himself in in any way in Cubs fans' eyes with the work he's doing in Cincinnati? No, but thank you for asking. <laughs> any other questions? <laughs> nope, that's it. All right, uh, we got about thirty seconds to wramp it up, Matt. Any uh, items we did not get to? Any people you want to say hello to? Your radio career, I'm sure will. Take off in leaps and bounds after this performance. I'm surprised it hasn't taken off already. Um, <laughs> no, I I just want to thank you again for, for letting me come on here and, and talk shop with you. I had a really good time. Beautiful. We'll get you back in uh, in the very distant. Hopefully I'll see you down at the Taste today. Yes. You, me, and about two million others. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'll make sure and look for you. Beautiful. David Olsen, our producer, Matt Duffy. Great job. We'll do it again. Ten tomorrow. Big dog. Back in the house.